Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's our mission at Dragonfly Marketing to put marketing on the agenda for every small business in Australia. Why? Because we know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business, bursting with marketing insight and information. This show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. Now, if there is an industry that has felt the swift jab to the jaw of the COVID pandemic, it is that of the events industry. One minute they are a thing, the next minute events as we once knew them have been obliterated. And I'm a huge fan of events. I love attending them. I love organising them. And most of all, I love how they can bring together businesses and their customers to experience a really rich and engaging interaction. Events will feature in most of my marketing plans for clients, whether they be information seminars or open days, industry conferences, networking sessions, or annual VIP days where a business takes a bunch of their best clients for an afternoon at the local races. Events can be a really powerful way to create engagement and and build and cement relationships. But due to social distance and travel restriction, the events we once knew and loved have transitioned from offline and in person to online. This creates tremendous opportunity because of course it opens up the attendance of events to people based anywhere in the world. But it also presents a few challenges, like how do you create the same level of energy and engagement with an online event? So in this episode, we dive deeply into Eob Yasis' brain bank to find out how we leverage events now and in the future. Eob has a career spanning more than 15 years in the events industry. He and his team at Icon Corporate Events provide corporate event management services for businesses that want to deliver powerful, meaningful and engaging experiences to connect with people. He understands the power of using human engagement, creativity and exceptional organisation skills to bring a brand to life using events. So in this episode, Eob shares what events look like right now and how they will likely progress into the future. He shares how we can ensure that we are still leveraging events to achieve our marketing goals, even if we are executing these events online. So let's dive in. Hi, Eob, and welcome to the How To Do Marketing Show. Hi, Jean. How are you? I'm really well, thanks, and excited about tackling one of my favourite topics, which is events. I love events, so (laughs) I'm so happy to to have you here and um, chatting about these. So so you have an events business, Eob. It's called Icon Events, and we're in 2020 recording this. Um, And so in March of this year, COVID hit. And it pretty much turned your industry upside down. Can you, can you tell us about the journey of transformation that your business and your industry has, has been on this year? Yeah, so as you can appreciate, uh, COVID has uh, hit the events industry quite hard. Uh, you know, no face-to-face uh, live events, no events whatsoever. Um, as you can appreciate, some of the um, restrictions that came in by the federal government uh, really played a huge key role. And it flipped uh, our whole industry upside down. Um, and some of the things that we um, immediately had to look at is um, how are we going to transition from live to events to um, either virtual or hybrid um, events. Now, the best part is the events industry actually has been working on these two uh, formats for a while, uh, but we never really uh, utilized it to its full extent. We always mm. w- wanted it to be as a, a sub-branch of a, of a live event or, a, mm. or an additional engagement tool as a, as a li- for the live events. Mm. Um, but COVID basically brought that to the forefront. Mm. Um, however, it doesn't take away from the panic uh, that, that just came from, from clients, you know. So everyone literally postponed uh, all their events. Uh, 
the event industry <laughs> went from a couple of billion dollar industry to literally zero uh, in a couple of months. So, um, and not to mention the events industry ties in with the tourism industry, ties in with the hospitality industry. So our suppliers, I think, were probably even more hit um, harder for this but yeah uh, it's it's been a tough it's been a tough ride i had to take some time off for about two weeks to really clear my mind and um and see which direction i wanted to go to and uh i've stuck by it i I still want to do events i think that hybrid and virtual is still exciting um it's just a matter of changing mind frames and, and seeing where that goes. Yeah. So talk me through that two weeks, Eob. What was going through your head? Because, yeah, as you said, the events industry had the virtual delivery of events mm-hmm. in its, on its radar. It was, it was definitely something that was going to come. But as you said, yep. it was always going to be an extension of or a complement of. And we already saw that right. starting to happen. Like I know I attend this one in the States called Social Media Marketing World. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can obviously turn up for the delivery of that event. But then, you know, in, in the US are probably a bit further on than, than we are in Australia with this. But you can turn up to that event um, in person and then you still get aspects of that delivered digitally, you know, post-event after after the event's finished. Um, Or you could buy a a lesser price ticket and you could could just go virtually. So you could actually just be... um, you know, just receive the, the the live streams and then the the rest of the recordings and those sorts of things. So, so it's kind of already happening. But COVID hit and look, it hit us all, you know, with a, with a big yeah. punch to the face and no one saw it coming and everyone had to act really quickly. So That's in right. that two weeks, what, what were you thinking? What, what was going through your head? Well, the first th- first thing was definitely a lot of research. So I yeah. delved back into trying to find out more about all the different platforms that are out there for both hybrid and virtual events. Um, we knew that Zoom was a catalyst. Uh, I mean, uh, one one form of a virtual event. However, um, utilizing a platform, especially a technology platform that uh, that offers you uh, a good looking uh, feel, look and feel of of, of an event. Um, how do I go from one uh, exhibitor to the other so that I can uh, feel like it's an event? You know, so just really understanding the engagement points of what a technology platform for a virtual event can offer um, is a completely different story because uh, there's so much there's so much that, that, that needs to go into it. And some of the platforms, some of the providers out there are doing custom work. So, which means you'd have to um, uh, start uh, off the, uh, think about the event journey from the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, offer it to a designer and, and put it all together in this one platform that, uh, that will hopefully deliver that kind of engagement that you have uh, li- uh, face to face. But it, it is, it is slightly tough. Uh, how However, at the same time, the the scope of what uh, virtual events could offer in terms of, you know, your attendance now is worldwide rather than uh, than just local. Um, you, the um, the return on um, understanding the metrics straight away, you know. Um, through the Q&A, through the polling, uh, all those options show you, uh, all those uh, tools show you how to measure events uh, effectively one mm. and so quick as well. So yeah. uh, for, for me, uh, first off, it was research. So really trying to find out uh, as much as I can. Mm. And then se- second off, it was around, okay, what what will my uh, what are my clients thinking, you know? Yeah. Uh, what will they be thinking? Can I get them on board? Yeah. Uh, can I, um, how will I make this engaging? Yeah. And um, luckily, uh, one of my clients decided to continue, I must say. I will say luckily because um, uh, they were super hesitant to, to come on board as, as a virtual uh, client. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad that they got on board because now they're leading the way on that particular uh, industry. Does that make sense? Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and and it's it's a it's a new product. Yeah. Uh, think about it as a new product entering a new market, yeah. um, and you're pretty much trying to t- teach everyone uh, the, the 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 ropes of uh, understanding what a virtual event and a hybrid event can deliver. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's right. And I guess six months with with a bit of hindsight, we can we can look back and go, oh, you know, a lot of this it makes sense, and it seems like it's actually presenting us with more opportunity and those sorts of things. So it's actually a good thing. But I bet you, in that two weeks, you were like, what on earth am I going to to do? How are we? You know, what is everybody in that event space um, going going to do? How are we going to get around that? So, so now we've kind of embraced this new way, and I, and, and I, you know, my observation has been that I think we've all embraced everything virtually, um, really, really quickly, and yep. you know, thanks to platforms like Zoom, which has not faltered in terms of mm. enabling people to continue to turn up to their monthly committee meetings, to to continue to turn up to so networking events, to continue to do business. Um, let alone the events that, that that they've been able to enable. And I know that that there's um, platforms that offer way more than just the simple webinar or simple networking platform. And, and you know, for me, I'm based in a regional town in New yeah. South Wales. So for me, it's only just opened up the opportunities yeah. for, for myself. Um, so, so you know, I, I think this is this has definitely presented with, with me with more opportunity than it has with challenge. But what are some of the opportunities that you see that are available for small businesses now? Now that you know, particularly with the events, now that they're virtual, and and what are some of the challenges that we might face with this new style of event? Yeah, well, like you said, you know, the the uh, opportunities are really. Are, uh, reaching out to a new market uh, and uh, expanding your network uh, to different parts of the world, uh, to different cities around uh, the nation. Um, having a virtual platform, uh, your your reach is pretty much um, uh, sky's the limit, really, uh, around that if you let it be. Uh, and um, it, it, there's been some fat, fantastic stories of, uh, of some growth within small businesses that have taken the opportunity of this and uh, made the most uh, out of their time. But uh, more uh, other opportunities is, you know, um, getting strong content from different parts of the world. So for example, our speaker reach has been amazing. So we've been going to the US, to the UK, getting all these amazing speakers to speak at, uh, at the events. And that's, that's been a great opportunity for learning for member-based uh, organizations that we manage their events for. Um, you know, so we've got a small business chamber that we work with um, closely and it's been amazing to, for them. Uh, we also have, um, in terms of reporting uh, and, and effectiveness of the event, that's been that's been huge uh, because it's immediate reporting that you receive from Zoom, um, uh, and um, that part of it shows you the uh, return on investment straight straight away with with virtual. Uh, the challenges are obviously that you're, you're going to be competing a lot with all the online <laughs> worlds. So, I mean, you're pretty much nowadays um, need to think about <laughs> competing with the likes of YouTube and all, all the other uh, channels because um, uh, online is so accessible and um, you, you do need to consider how am I going to make this event engaging one uh, one, and then two um, the content is is your king around this so you really have to have strong sharp um, to the point content you can't you no more one hour presentations you know Uh, it has to be 30 minute um, presentations um, you know so that so that you can um, uh, make sure that you deliver great content and more importantly get your message across so that you can get either new clients for a small business uh, or uh, create partnerships so that you can expand your business Um, another challenge is definitely the level of engagement you know Mm. Um, so how do we engage uh, people online? It's totally different to live events, as you can appreciate. Um, you have to utilize technology and some of the tools. You know, anything, you know, last week I, I, um, I read a business quiz for one of my uh, small business uh, associations that I'm running. And it, it was so much fun because uh, people were engaged. Um, but, but it was something different. You would not think about running that 
but at a um, uh, at a live event because um, obviously people are just networking face to face. So uh, the level of engagement uh, that's from a simple perspective is is uh, is super important, and that's one of the challenges, the uh, other challenge that you need to look out for. Yeah. So do you think we have a shorter attention span for content when it's delivered in this virtual environment? So, so like typically like face-to-face keynotes tend to be around the 45 minute an hour, particularly if they're just presentations. So they're not interactive workshops or, you know, like your business quiz that you were talking about, something that's largely interactive. Do you think that that's something that, is that why you were talking about the half an hour delivery? So instead of that longer delivery, it's got to be shorter? That's correct. Yeah. So we're absolutely distracted in the virtual world. You know, we've got our work right in front of where we're seeing the actual (laughs) uh, event. We have... uh, our coffee next to because <laughs> we're at home uh, a lot these days. Um, there's just so many distractions. There's the email pop-ups that come up uh, when, when yes. you're doing that. So uh, the key is to keep things short, uh, sharp, and sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then think about how do I keep uh, all the audience just um, on that screen, mm. and that's and that's one of the biggest challenges. So that's why yeah. you need to keep things shorter um, and and to the point, great content, super important. And, and almost like uh, I guess really asking for some level of interaction because I've just, I'm just putting myself in my non-marketer, you know, my consumer shoes yeah. um, and when I sit here and attend events and I've, gosh, I have attended more online events in the last six months than I think I have in my whole life. <laughs> but I know You're myself, aware. like I'm the ultimate multitasker. I am a self-diagnosed ADHD. I find it very, very hard to, to concentrate um, for things that are going on. But, but I find like I, I will actually take quite a lot in even if I am multitasking. So I'll be listening to something um, and I might be doing, I'll do, be doing something that's fairly low level that doesn't, doesn't require thinking. But absolutely, I'm not paying the attention that I would be if I was sitting in the hall or sitting in a, you know, space where someone's delivering a, I, I would never, I'm never one of those per- people that would sit there on my phone, you know, in a face-to-face event yeah. delivery, but I will sit there and do other things, you know, while someone's speaking. I reckon that's got to be one of the biggest challenges that, that we'll have to solve. Uh, absolutely. And um, on that, you know, one of the things that you mentioned is that on-screen engagement, we, you know, we're finding ourselves choosing much more engaging MCs, for example, yeah. to hold to yeah. hold the event uh, through, uh, throughout. So if it's a two-day conference, imagine two-day conference online, it's yeah. quite a tedious process if you, <laughs> if you don't have uh, someone that's uh, totally engaging. So one of, the, uh, one of the things that we definitely decided on is, you know, we have to have a great MC uh, at all these uh, virtual and hybrid events. Uh, we have to have breaks uh, a lot more frequent breaks in between we have to have shorter presentations so the format you see completely changes because yeah. um, you're trying to uh, again engage people um uh, without having them to do to, uh, you don't want them to be distracted so yeah. so the, the key is to break it up um, and make sure that people um, are have, uh, are enjoying every single content that's that's online so you really are competing with a lot of factors by, by you really are competing with a lot of factors just yeah yeah 100% yeah, yeah, and you're right. And particularly, too, while people are at home, as you said, you know, you'd, it's not like you're in the office here either. Like you've got all the home distractions as well as the office distractions and That's right. as, as, um, as well going on there. So, yeah. so what about when the world, gosh, let's hope this is soon, but when the world has recovered from COVID and the social distance requirements allow us all to kind of go back to normal and there's, there's no, like, no, um, nothing stopping us from kind of turning up as we used to in these in-person yeah. events. Do you think that the virtual space will have evolved so much that we'll actually prefer to stick with the virtual style of event? Or do you think, you know, humans innately crave that human-to-human kind of face-to-face connection and will kind of flock back to that, to that traditional delivery? Yeah, I mean, we really are living in a new world. 
now, I think. Uh, so it's not even, uh, everyone keeps talking about the new, uh, the normal, going back to normal. Yeah. They're really, um, COVID really has changed things dramatically. Um, I mean, you look at the convenience that you've had when you uh, get to uh, uh, attend events virtually. Um, you know, the time that you have with your kids yes. at the moment. I mean, it's incredible. Um, no parent will look at that and say to themselves, I'm not going to this event next time around. I can attend it yeah. <laughs> virtually. You know, uh, companies are going to look at this and say, well, we're not going to spend that much money to, um, you know, to get our staff from a different city mm-hmm. to join us live. We're going to get them to uh, this is the ones that are interstate, they're going to be watch things virtually, but everyone that's uh, in the host state will be able to attend the event and then we'll run a hybrid event. So we have really, uh, I mean, uh, so this has really shown a couple of things. One, the bottom line for companies, um, they are su- seriously going to reconsider uh, traveling costs, hotel costs, and um, anything to do with managing events, uh, live events. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. one. And then this, uh, the second part is um, the convenience of getting online and um, attending an event that everyone else, all your members or your, um, all your industry uh, constituents will be able to, um, why not attend, you know, why not mm. attend online rather mm. than uh, a face-to-face. There is nothing like a face-to-face event, let's be honest. Mm. Mm. <laughs> there's, there's nothing like a face-to-face event. Everybody loves face-to-face. The whole reason why you come, you attend an event is, is, is that face-to-face factor because you want to feel, touch, uh, look, you know, there's the food, the drinks, the, there's so many great factors that, <laughs> that, yeah. play, to, that play to a great uh, live event. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so the experience of that uh, will never change, um, but there will be some strong considerations moving forward and um, um, people won't change overnight again. Uh, mm. they'll, they'll, be, they'll be comfortable with their position of uh, having their events online. I know, I know a lot of business coaches, you know, the business coach uh, industry now has been quite affected by this, mm. but the business coaches are loving it because they get to give all their consultations online yeah, <laughs> and they're saving so much time and absolutely. Uh, charging yeah. the same amount of money. So yeah. um, it's, yeah. it's like, well, wh- which one do I choose, you know? Yeah. Um, so um, our world has has changed a lot. Uh, I mean, has changed pretty much for good, especially for events. I would say. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And I think that's a really good point that you brought up around the cost. And now that organisations know how, that you can effectively get the same kind of output from an from an event, like in terms of content, um, as long as the event, I guess, gives that opportunity for you to. Because a lot of the time, when people go to industry conferences or events. It is about the content, but it's also about the networking that you can, you know, and the people that you that Correct. you meet. So as long as the virtual event kind of um, it, it manages to tick that box as well. Like yep. for me, again, if I talk about the social media marketing world, you know, I travelled from Port Macquarie to San Diego for that. Wow. So by the time you've got now, look, I love to travel in any excuse, and I threw on three days in San Francisco as well. So for me, yeah. that was that was brilliant. But again, if you look at the cost of that, like the 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 um, the conference itself was probably oh gosh, I can't even remember, but let's call it about twelve hundred dollars for the three days. But the flights to the US and the accommodation on top of that, and then all of the other expenses that you lump in as well. Like I think that the cost of the event was probably I don't know a fifth or a sixth of the total cost of of a trip like that. So yeah. whilst I ha- love an excuse to have to go somewhere, exactly, I, I, I just don't think I could ever justify that again. Knowing, do you know what I mean? Like and another six or seven grand to yeah. get the same output just doesn't make sense. And that's what COVID has done. It literally has brought that to the forefront for us. Um, I mean, we, again, the events industry definitely had um, the virtual and hybrid events um, 
platforms ready to to actually transition to that, especially the hybrid event model, because it made so much sense um, having the host city have all the attendees uh, to come to a live event and then have all the rest of the, um, the state or worldwide to attend virtually. So it makes so, um, COVID has just brought, uh, fastened things up and now, and now has shown all, all the, co- uh, the companies and businesses how, how things are going to be moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And look, regardless of whether events are delivered virtually or face-to-face, like, Pre-COVID and even in COVID, events have always been a really key part in a lot of the marketing strategies and the marketing ecosystems that we've put together for our clients in various forms, in many different forms. And depending on what the business is will depend on the type of events, but they've always been something that we've prioritised. Excellent. Uh, They're so powerful. They are. Particularly when it comes to getting people to really engage with you because as we spoke about that kind of person-to-person, the energy that goes with that person-to-person Um, you know, interaction is really strong. And even if that is online, just actually being able to talk to a person and get to know a person that sits behind a brand or a business is, is really powerful. And events do that. Yeah, they do. When it comes to, so what benefits do you think events bring to small business? So we've talked about the, the human to human energy. What else do events, regardless how they've delivered, bring to a business? Um, so events, they um, there's so many benefits that events bring to a uh, small business. Uh, are we talking to a small business? Particular? Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So, I mean, if uh, I have a couple of small business clients um, now, usually corporate event management companies, well, we usually deal a lot more with the medium to large size companies because right. you, it comes it comes with a marketing budget and and that marketing budget comes to with a an event budget uh, as you could appreciate um, however the small businesses that I work with uh, understand that the investment is long term rather than short term so that's the first thing that uh, small businesses need to recognize is that uh, events are actually not a short term sort of um, so it's not like social media you can't go out out there, advertise it, and you're going to get your return straight away. This is about building your own community. This is about building your own um, followers. This is about building a, a, a pipeline to, that, that will last you a very long time rather than a, a short-term goal. Fix. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fix. Um, so uh, th- the one thing that I encourage small businesses to do is, one, think long-term. Uh, understand the purpose of the event. What are you really trying to achieve? Is this a uh, branding exercise? Is it a, um, um, a, a sales exercise? It could be any of those uh, things. Yeah. But yeah. Um, brand um, and and understand the purpose of what you're trying to achieve, yeah. and then and then the benefit the benefit is from trying to um, connect. Uh, with with people, one um, yeah. on the on the uh, by by targeting uh, the, the 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 right target market to have on board. That's one, yeah. and yeah. then two, it's um, um it is about um, uh, uh, c- converting as well at a higher rate rather than a, a lower rate as well. Right. So. Um so you can use events to to get people into your marketing funnel, so to, yes. to make people aware of you and what you do. And, and I guess the way that we probably use events the most with our business, with, with the businesses that we work with, are to actually deepen the relationship. So mm. particularly with professional services, and that might look yeah. like, you know, a lot of the time it's for existing clients or it's for, you know, previous clients and existing clients. Yeah. And there might be some, you know, kind of warm prospects in there as well. And it might be an education event where we're actually running a seminar to actually right. let them know about a particular process that we use or an update in the market. If they're accountants or financial planners, there might be some yeah. newly released legislation, you know, with COVID, with all the JobKeeper stuff, you know, there was a lot of accountants running JobKeeper, you know, webinars and seminars and those sorts of things to to help educate people. Um, 
But there's also a lot of social events that, that we run. Again, you know, it's that client recognition. It's that thank you. It's that, yeah. you know, you've been a client and you've supported us and, you know, we love the relationship and value the relationship that we have with you. Um, so we're throwing this event to actually express our appreciation. And you might have only dealt with that client in a transactional sense in the last 12 months. You know, here's your, you know, here's your, your service delivery, whatever it may be. May be your annual review, your quarterly BAS or your, you know, the, the, the legal services that we've just provided and that's a yep. transaction. But then to actually get people into that social space and that social environment where you can actually build that personal relationship, mm. that's what reinvigorates that, that personal connection and, and that's what strengthens their loyalty to your brand. That's right. You know, is, is, is taking it away from the transaction and actually, you know, making it more about the relationships with, with, with everybody within the business. Yeah, and um, building relationships is definitely the key there for um, events and especially small businesses. I mean, most of small business, service-based small businesses use a networking uh, um, a platform or um, a networking event to uh, create their connections and um, uh, build those relationships and and find their clients. Um, so, so to- totally agree with what you what you just said. It's super important. Um, uh, it, it's so important for small businesses to go out there, one, uh, network uh, and attend all these events. Mm. Two to um, maybe even sponsor and uh, be a part of an event um, and so that you can build a particular relationship with an industry that you're targeting. Uh, so that, that's a great way to, to be a part of it. And also offering your services as, um, as a way of connecting to a particular event. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, partnership opportunities that way that you can um, delve in with other associations, for example, to, yeah. to, to, uh, to get a better understanding um, uh, on how to connect with their industry or their, uh, their, the particular uh, the, or the industry or the p- people that you're trying to target as a whole. So which yeah. is great. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. And what do you think the essential ingredients of running a successful event are? What do you think people really need to get right with an event? Yeah. Um, so um, I think I said it earlier in regards to events. The first place that you want to start is uh, the ultimate why. You know, why are you hosting <laughs> this event? Uh, what are you uh, trying to achieve? Uh, so that's that's definitely one of the things that um, uh, especially small businesses really want to uh, get a better understanding of that part, um, so that. Uh, so that they have a clear direction on, yeah. on how on uh, how to host the event, and then yes. more importantly, a uh, uh, clear direction on what they want to achieve uh, with yeah. the event. So that's one. Yeah. Uh, two, it's 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 that old age fa- plan, plan, plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's nothing like. Uh, I mean, we're event managers because we know how to plan, and yeah. Uh, yeah. we we plan for uh, the worst. We plan for the best. So yes. the, the key is to ensure that you um, put the hours in to to plan your event really, really well. Mm. Um, you know, sixty percent of uh, the reason why attendees attend your event is because of the content. So your content needs to be strong. So the speaker yeah. or uh, you, your presentation has to, be, has to be very strong and specific. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you have that uh, well-planned and well-executed, um, that's when um, that word of mouth spread yeah. plays into events that one of the most powerful tools within the event um uh, one of the most powerful outcomes for events you know getting that word of mouth out there and then utilizing that to to uh, spread to your networks mm-hmm. um and the the last but not least is really around targeting getting the people in so yeah. making sure that you have bums on seats so that <laughs> yeah. so that you can um uh, have a successful event um, yeah. so, uh, uh, around it. Um, and if you, uh, the, 
if you if you if your campaign so from start to finish so that's um, um, you know from from when they start you start registering all the way till they leave yeah. um, is well planned and targeted the results will be there yeah yeah and what about like in terms of of the execution of the event so say someone's you know planned it they've they've targeted it to the right market um, what about creating that vibrance and an inspiring mm. energy? So you've mentioned that content's really important and obviously your speaker lineup and, and you can tell just by the, the events that, you know, we sent at the marketing material, they tend to headline with the speakers yeah. and, and the content. So obviously that's why people are going to pay to go. Sure. But how do you take it next level? Like how do you actually get that vibrance and inspiring energy, particularly virtually where you can't feel the energy in the room like I've been to events where they've like had an awesome DJ and they're pumping the music and getting people inspired and they get people up to dance and you know the energy is palpable how do you create that with an event so um Again, it does come down to uh, the why factor. And the reason why I say that is because um, it has to be unique to you. So, um, you know, you can always hire the DJ. You can always hire the, um, all the different activities that, that make up an event. However, does it really carry your message, one? Yes. And then two, is it really you? <laughs> Do yeah. you is, yeah. is it really your company values? Is it yeah. really your company? Um, so find something that actually talks about um, you as a company and mm. you as a person. Because at mm. the end of the day, uh, a lot of people, um, a lot of actually businesses uh, don't realize, that, oh, sorry, uh, they forget that people, when people attend events, they come for the person, not the, not the business itself. Not the bells and whistles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the bells and whistles. Yes, yeah. sometimes, uh, it, so, sometimes it is for the bells and whistles, but that's really later down the journey uh, when, mm. um, when you are... Um, established uh, so mm-hmm. but but what you want to do is you definitely want to create um uh, you want to think about that event journey from start to finish so uh, when when my attendees come to the door what am i going to give them you know mm-hmm. uh, when when they're inside the room how do i want it to look and feel do you know what i mean do i, mm-hmm. I want flowers do i want um uh, music when they're coming so uh, all those things are actually unique and Mm. you need to come up with your own unique way of putting a stamp on all those uh, elements. So that, that would be definitely my biggest advice is, is think about what you're trying to achieve, uh, why you're trying to achieve it. Then uh, ask yourselves, okay, how can I achieve this by making this engaging? Uh, How how can I achieve this by, um, you know, having um, the the right food the right care uh, the the right food the right entertainment the right speakers and that's that's really where where the key is yeah and yeah. so what about online like in this last six months and 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 maybe companies haven't really got there yet but have you seen any online events that have because it's bloody hard because people mm. aren't there so you can't you know, you could probably have music playing, but it's not like you can have that music pumping. You can't serve the champagne. You can't serve the fancy canapes. You can't give them the goodie bag. You can't direct them to the exhibition stands, which are all vibrant and looking. So is there anything, is there anything that you've seen that someone's delivered in an online delivery that kind of was really a bit different and and would inspire someone to go oh well, this is awesome that's that's you know that's surprised and delighted me yeah <laughs> so um i attended a um uh, a business coach uh, event i mean uh, and he was the host of the um of the uh, of the event yeah. so as a as a host uh, he was very engaging so yes. he kept um he had little activities in between yeah. Uh, that that uh, made people take out their pen and paper yes. uh, and and do things, you know. Yeah. So I think that that part of it is definitely going to be very important moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second part is you, uh, he, um, uh, there was a, a pack that you can actually send to people's homes. So you would you would uh, you would integrate a, a snack. You would integrate um, uh, some worksheets. You would integrate um, different things, uh, small things that, that enable you to, to become more engaging. Right? And you'd open up that pack only when the event, um, it, only when that virtual event is running. So again, that's 
that's another way of of connecting people. Um, yeah. Sorry, uh, making it more more engaging. Um, I do. Uh, we we have actually um, a virtual summits coming soon. I think I told you a little bit about it, and we're, we're, what we're trying to do there is we're really trying to um, um, showcase how engaging virtual events can be and it really comes down to the host and and the speakers at the moment with virtual right. events yeah, yeah. and yeah. the tools and the engaging tools so we, yeah so i love the idea yeah and i love the idea that you spoke about in terms of um providing people with like a pre-event goodie bag that you and mm. then you you know prescribe them to um you know at 10 o'clock at this session you need to open this pack and here's that's your right. workbook and your fancy pen and a yep. bag of snacks and and that's that's something that I think I think because it's that tangible aspect yes. it's that and look everyone loves free stuff you know as long as oh. it's valuable and not crappy and you have to put straight in the recycling bin or in the bin um, yeah. everyone loves getting and, and particularly to get something in the mail you know yep. that you know that doesn't happen really either anymore so <laughs> so I think that's a really terrific idea as to as to how to kind of add that little bit more energy to to the event that's awesome yeah. so yeah, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that the the tangible is the one that's missing at the moment with the virtual yes. events. So the yes. more tangible things that you can incorporate to it, the yes. better it is. Uh, yeah. The more um, things that um, activities that you can run through these um, virtual events, the better the engagement level is. Yes, we won't. We still won't re uh, reach that level of that live one. Uh, events yeah. because uh, like you said that emotional connection is not is not there um, yeah. but but the key is to change up the activities as frequent as possible have yeah. those breaks have those and then that will make it more engaging straight away yeah yeah, okay. yeah. awesome and what about when it comes to measurement so obviously we can measure how many people turn up to the event and you mentioned before about how you can kind of use events you know, if you're not using them as a relationship-building tool with, with existing clients, you can also yeah. use events to actually acquire new clients. So you can yes. kind of use it at the top of the, well, kind of top middle of the funnel to actually get people into your into your ecosystem but show them a little bit more about what you're about. So, so you can look at the acquisition, you know, how many new clients are coming in. Yeah. Um, but you can also look at how many people are coming to the event and then, how many people are you converting to then doing business with you? Correct. Are they the metrics that, that you tend to focus on or are there other, you know, yes, how many people turned up, but are there other metrics that you look at in terms of measuring the overarching success of an event? Yeah, I mean, uh, trade shows and exhibitions are classic for um, sales, you know. Mm. A lot of um, companies attend trade shows and exhibitions for that reason because um, uh, the, the crowd comes in. So like you said, number of attendance is uh, super important when you're measuring things, uh, but um, the level of engagement as well. So trade shows these days have amazing technology uh, that, that enables, uh, that c connects with the attendees as soon as they come in. Uh, even in a particular booth, uh, you, you get text messages while you're in that booth to encourage you to purchase things. Uh, and that is, oh yes, <laughs> that's scary, but it's, it's so good for, or anyone that's um, a part of that trade trade show because they get to leave with some either clients and 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 hopefully some relationships as well. But there are so many different things. So uh, anything from check-ins, you know, for when when people come to attend to events and they're and they're checking in, um, you the app downloads. So event apps, there's, there's a, you measure those because mm -hmm. um, the more people that download that event and utilize that event, uh, sorry, that use that uh, event app, yeah. um, they they that event app basically has a lot of measuring tools in there yes. um anything from a game that, that that's being played uh so it's called gamification in in the events industry so yeah. you you pretty much uh you're creating an event journey through a game so mm. that you know either it could be as uh, it could be a reward point system where they, they get to 
go from one uh, exhibition uh, exhibition booth to the other and, mm. and you reward them through that system. And then that again becomes a measuring tool for yourself when you go back and say, oh, um, this client, this particular booth had more people attend than this one and what's the reason for it? So you, mm. can, you can measure that. And uh, for, for small businesses, really it's about hashtags as well. Yes. Uh, one of the easiest ways to measure. So your social media, you're always sharing that hashtag you want to put you want to get them to share the hashtag because that will uh, give you the a really good understanding of the level of engagement uh, you know people will say on Twitter it's like oh I saw an amazing speaker hashtag this yeah. um, so as simple as that so those all these things are measuring tools and we actually put them all in a report for yes. our clients and yeah. we, we, we provide that to them as, as uh, feedback, but they yeah. get, they get a whole spectrum of, um, of things uh, that have been measured for them at the events. And then uh, last but not least, uh, as you can, uh, surveys are huge. Yes. For yes. So yes. They, yeah. You have to have a survey. You have to understand what you've done well at that, first event to the, yeah. to the last event and yeah. the reason for that is uh, events improve within time and this is the yeah. part of that long-term strategy yeah. that i was talking about earlier 100%. is yeah. is is a service as well so yeah. yeah yeah look and i would agree with that um i worked on a local event in port macquarie it was a massive food and wine festival called tastings on hastings and we just we just did a really short survey that we actually circulated throughout the event so we actually had volunteers who were just Excellent. going around and getting people to fill in i don't know five questions whatever it was um, and then we actually sent that out online to our database of um of our database of people, most of whom would have attended the event um, and got that feedback that way. And you certainly did see a big shift that we saw was how people heard about it. So the event mm. had been running for 17 years or whatever it was, 15, 15 years maybe. Okay. Um, and you could see the transition from year to year. You know, most people found, you know, I think when I first started, most people were finding out about the event, you know, on radio or from radio or TV. By the last yeah. year that I worked on that event, it was all social. You know, everyone yeah. was finding out about that event via, via social. Yeah. Um, so it was a really, really good understanding as to where to place our marketing budget. As we saw mm. more and more people talk about social, we were able to invest in that channel. And it's a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy as well. The more you invest in that channel, the more people are going to report that that's sure. the channel that <laughs> got there. But as it we is. all know, you know, social media is so much more affordable um, and sustainable in terms Absolutely. of how much content you can get out there than some of the more expensive kind of TV or, or radio advertising options. Yeah. So, but that we were able to make good and informed decisions around that because we sent that survey. But yeah, we also measured, you know, how people kind of um, found the event and whether they were satisfied and if they had any feedback, if they had any suggestions. And yep. of course, we would always incorporate that into our event planning for, for the next year. So, I agree. They're, they're an absolute must. And, yeah, look, I'd forgotten. Uh, do you know, I had forgotten about the use of hashtags and, and event apps because mm. in the events that I have been to online, there has been zero encouragement, encouragement. of hashtags. Like zero. <laughs> and, and like I just thought, oh, that's right. Yeah, when, when, when you used to go to an event, there was yep. always the event hashtag that was up on, on the screen throughout the, screen. the event. The MC would mention the hashtag, make sure you hashtag. And I, I must say, like a lot of the events that I'm attending at the moment, I will, you know, grab a shot and put it on my Instagram story or I'll write a story about, you know, put a post yep. up on, on LinkedIn. Um, and, there, yeah, imagine if there was an event hashtag, hashtag. that went yeah. with that. There could be an online conversation that's then continued and that's the whole point of hashtags is being able to take that conversation outside of the event that's right uh, that's the that's the whole point of the i mean the the level of engagement uh, the way you un understand if people are engaging with your content is by having this hashtag and getting them getting to see the level of excitement that they have uh, for the yeah. event and yeah. they, they uh, and that's what the hashtag is used for so it's fantastic uh, to have that uh, as a part of your event i I think it's still relevant in the virtual event. Um, um, like you said, uh, not a lot of people not a, uh, are advertising it. Not a lot no. of businesses are using it. Uh, no. But again, you know, we're, we're utilizing it. You know, I'm still using it for some of my clients and I'm yeah. making sure that they uh, 
uh, have that on their run sheet and um, the MCs are reading out their hashtags. Right. And, um, and even if it's a virtual event, you know, people are taking selfies of, of their yeah. computer and, yeah. and themselves and saying, oh, I attended this amazing virtual event and it's still, still working. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. they're very yeah. important. But social media, like you said as well, has played a huge part in um, – um, in uh, in the um, sorry in the measurements, um, you know. Yes. Uh, yes. For, for events. Yes. You know, social media impressions. Um, you, you've got media placements that you can measure. Yes. Uh, web, website visits. You know, doing yeah. that that funnel. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Detail is all a part of events as well because, you, yeah, you can have it targeted to a particular event, and you would want to measure all those things for your yeah. reporting at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So that's like the kind of measurements as to yeah, in in the in the lead up to that pre-event, you know, how many people are actually Correct. seeing it, how many people do we actually get get there and convert, um, right. and then yeah, the post-event in terms of measuring the conversations and the word of mouth and that Correct. sort of stuff. And and one of the biggest things that used to happen at a lot of the events too with that hashtag is that when people quoted something or, you know, when, when people spoke about a particular, mm. like when one of the keynotes spoke about a particular topic or, you know, came out with an awesome stat, you know, yep. so many people would actually tweet that or, yep. you know, use that comment to actually talk about. So, so those yep. hashtags, like if, if people, are you gonna, if you, if, if, and you want people to be able to do that, um, so tra- having that hashtag is, is integral. So with the apps, do the apps still have the same application online as they do offline or is the very fact that you're kind of there online anyway because i know the apps were kind of an extension to the offline to the offline experience a lot of the times or the ones that i had exposure to they kind of you know you downloaded the app and it would tell you where to park and it would tell you what's happening and you'd send notifications and there might be a bit of gamification on there but it was largely an extension of the the offline so, so is that how they're still using apps with, are they still using apps with the online delivery? Yeah, they, they are still using apps. Um, yeah, they, they, they are still using apps. Um, it is still on, off the, offline because um, having that separately gives you um, a separate medium for that event um, to, to, to measure. So the interaction within that um, app. Okay. So, 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 so it, it has clear uh, measuring tools in there that that enables you to uh, come up with some uh, clear reporting as well. So, mm-hmm. so it's um, they are using it a lot um, uh, in that factor. Um, hybrid events, I think it's going to be even more relevant when when uh, when you see a lot more hybrid events coming out now, yeah. because that's that's um, it's uh, the apps will definitely be back. There are some companies that are using only that to. Um, to to measure things as well um so, sorry uh, for the um to um engagement tools you know like yes. the q and a's and the polling questions all done oh, through the okay, through the apps that. yeah yes. exactly rather than um uh, zoom or uh, or any other platforms so yeah. Just very- yeah yeah that makes sense okay gosh so much to think about what, yeah. what about the future is it too early to predict what the future of events is going to to look at or in the industry are you kind of seeing predictions around how this event this event space is going to evolve because it's I, I would imagine that it's going to evolve more, a lot more rapidly than it was probably planned you know six or 12 months ago are there any kind of developments of note to to, to for small businesses to think about um I- uh, hi, at the moment, the talk is really around hybrid events. And when um, you say hybrid, do you mean like a mixture of offline and online? That's right. Yeah. Right. So uh, live events are at the host city yeah. with all the social distancing, obviously, and the safety rules around it yeah. in place for in venues. Yeah. So, uh, so that's one. And then yeah. there's the um, virtual uh, virtual element to it. Mm. So you're pretty much recording a live event. Um, to to an audience uh, online, yeah. and then and then you have an audience in it's that same actual, correct yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but uh, so so that's that's really the future that that events are seeing, and uh, that's the same um, uh, that hybrid model is the same thing that is what I mean. What companies are going to be looking at moving forward? They they won't be hosting full live events moving forward because they 
the cost, like I said, uh, to to hosting a live event and bringing everyone together is definitely um, going to be cons- yeah. Well, uh, they'll need to take a look, a long look at it, and say mm. to themselves, mm. uh, do um, do I have to? Um, I don't need to host um, a live event uh, just to. Uh, just to satisfy the whole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think too, I think it's in terms of um, an opportunity point of view, like if you've gone from off like a face-to-face event where you can get say a thousand people there because people have got to fly in from everywhere and, you know, it's, it's held in a city, but you're kind of markets from, from all mm. over the world or whatever. So you've got a, a um, face-to-face event that you could, that, that a thousand people can come to now through COVID you've evolved that event. So you're like, okay, well now long, we're no longer restricted. 30,000 people can now Correct. come to this event you're not going to go, oh, let's go back to the face-to-face delivery of this and take yeah. it back to a 1,000 people, are you? You're not going to uh, knock, knock that opportunity out. And, and that's such a great point. Uh, some of the stronger organisations, Jane, in the US and even here, uh, their numbers, you know, have increased significantly, you yeah. know, up to, up to yeah. 700, 800%. So they're not going to look at that and there's no, they're not going to go back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, exactly right. Yeah, so so they've already seen those results. So yeah. they, they've seen those the numbers that they're attracting. Um, and they're not going to, uh, I mean, they would have to think twice. They really yeah. would have to think twice about hosting a live event. So for us, we're at the moment, um, as a company, we're concentrating on those, the virtual and hybrid events. And moving forward, we'll be focusing more on hybrid events. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. Yeah. As, as a whole. But yeah. the best part is you get to uh, be a part of both worlds. You get to yeah. be part of the online and live world. So yeah. Yeah. you really are in, in full adv- – <laughs> you can yeah. take advantage of that uh, yeah. in, in its full extent, so, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's that's absolutely true. And speaking of your business, if our if our listeners yeah. do want to get in touch with you or yes. or connect with you or find out more about yeah. what you do, where can they reach out to you? Yes, so they can uh, contact me directly on LinkedIn, uh, and that's Eob Yesus E Y O B. Y-E-S-U-S, so forward slash uh, LinkedIn, uh, sorry, uh, LinkedIn forward slash <laughs> uh, uh and then Icon Corporate Events. Um, it, uh, so it's Icon Corp, C-O-R-P, events.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you'd like to jump on there, send me an email. Uh, please don't, yeah, we'd love to talk to you <laughs> anytime. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much. This has been such a great chat. I know I'm really looking forward to seeing what evolves in this space. Like already, as I said, for, for someone, for a girl sitting in Port Macquarie running a business, <laughs> not only have I been able to attend so many more events, like ridiculous, yeah. like 800 times more events than, awesome. than I was before COVID. But I'm also able to think about how, what events that I can run or what events my clients can run. Absolutely. You know, all of a sudden it's opened up so much opportunity. So, so it's been great to kind of really understand, mm. you know, how to really transition from, from running those face-to-face events to, to the virtual space. And I'm sure like in six months' time that the, the space will be kind of different again. And look, who yeah. knows how long this COVID thing's going to last for. But as you said, it sounds like people are kind of setting it up so that it will be, regardless of what happens, world pandemic or not, that exactly. hybrid events um, format is going to be something that's making sense in, in whatever world that we're living in. Absolutely. And, um, you know, to that now is the best time to build your online your community you know yes. through through that virtual platform while everything is nice and affordable more importantly yeah. you know and fixable for your business so yeah. so do it now as a small business now is the best time to to do that so build your community and then by the time uh the hybrid events um are in full swing you'll be able to have um a great um base to to work with so that's 100 percent yeah. awesome thanks eob i really appreciate <laughs> you, it it's been great to chat it's been amazing thank you so much for having me Hey, if you are really enjoying these episodes and feel like they are helping you become a better marketer, 
head into your podcast app and hit subscribe. That way you will not miss an episode and the marketing goodness will just keep flowing in. While you were there, it would be so awesome if you could leave a rating and review. And you can also subscribe to receive our weekly small business marketing tips at dragonflymarketing.com.au. Until next time, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 